Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves. Feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Democrats expressed horror over the images of agents on horseback chasing migrants and swinging leather reins. It is outrageous. I'm pissed. Of course I take responsibility. I'm president. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running over, people being strapped. Like, do we need to hear the words, I don't know, more often from health officials and CDC officials? As a public health official, I think you need to have a healthy degree of humility. These are clowns. These are people that are just saying on TV to draw attention to themselves. He gave me a shirt. Uh, it says just little Jerry Callahan. L, they call him LGC. Well, of and course. he's got a chicken. Yeah. It's a picture. I thought it was a rooster because, you know, chickens are chickens, female, I think, are they? female. <laughs> uh, you there, else? I'm here. Chicken update time. Hold on, my friend. I'm just tweeting, Alice. It's, sorry, guys. I'll be right there with you. Hold on, Matthew Sweet. All right, all right. Trying to get us kicked off YouTube, I assume, here. All right, fellas, ladies, gentlemen. How are you all? I hope all is going well. I am um, feeling great. I'm having a good time. I've got my beers lined up here, starting with Alice, a Michelob Ultra Gold. Great. Organic. Low carb. Lager. Correct. And then the two after it are not necessarily low carb, but that's it. And then I'm... Um, I see the word barrel on that. Burn, uh, yeah, burn barrel beer. Ooh. Wait, is it burn barrel beer? No, it's is it bur- bourbon barrel bourbon beer. Bourbon barrel, that's We I need assume. to get burn barrel beer. What the hell am I thinking? Didn't, didn't Tim make us a burn barrel beer? I think he did. You're kidding me. I think Tim made us a burn barrel beer a few months ago. Oh, do, oh we got to check. Tim, I'm... I, I, we need th- to enter a licensing I seemed, agreement That might have Tim. been 11 bourbon barrel beers in for me, so that I barely have that memory. We got to refine that. Okay. What else did I ask you to remind me of today? Uh, I don't know what else you asked me to I asked you to remind me. Today. Definitely something I wanted to talk about. 
Anyway, we got so much to get to. I'm so excited. I am feeling good. I think I'm looking good. I don't care what you, you say. You look fabulous but you know as what? always, honey. As always. That's Thank a great you. color on you. You, you look, look great. fantastic. Alice, what was I going to say today when I was thinking about you? Oh, yeah. I have your carabiner. Do we need that out there? Um, not right this second. Okay. I went to the carabiner store. Um, What's the carabiner store? That's the... Um, that's the hardware store, the True Value oh, okay. hardware store. The Do you want to sign up for True Value Rewards? And at, every time I go to cash register, and one time I said yes, and she handed me a long form. <laughs> and I said, holy God, please destroy that. No, our relationship is never getting past this. All right. So um, I'm scattershot, I feel, Alice. But this time... You're a little crazy today, but that's good. That's but good. I'm thrilled. I'm ha- crazy happy. And I feel great. And this is good. That is very important. Because last week, at some points, I felt like I had been thrown out of an airplane. Really? Uh, it's a just a figure of speech I made, Alice. Not my, <laughs> okay. I I'm was gonna... pretty sure I, I hadn't wanna... been. <laughs> okay. okay. So, so we should probably start um, back uh, with some of the stuff that the Biden administration has talked about. We talked about towards the end of the week last week. Unbe- unbelievably. I don't even understand... <coughs> We said to ourselves, you guys and us, and we've been messaging back and forth, um, just uh, that what is this administration going to do? Are they going to really propagate this lie that the Border Patrol used whips and then just whipped and then, um, what did Biden say they did? Strapped. Strapped, yes. Uh, some people at the border. Because they've run out of uh, they've run out of uh, options at the border and explanations. They've, cleared, they've just run out of them. Matter of fact, we're going to play Jensaki here in a minute, saying essentially, if anybody has any ideas, we'll take it. Um, so, 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 yeah. The, but the administration said, "Yes, that's right. We're doing this. We're we're doing this. We're absolutely going to all decide together here that that there were somebody was whipped at the border, even though nobody was whipped. There were no whips. You've all seen the video. You've all seen the pictures. There's no nothing to it. There's no nothing. It's just that nothing happened. You might as well just mm-hmm. say, you know." Uh, somebody was, um, you know, burned alive too at, in the shot too. Might as well just say what, whatever you want to that they killed those men in the, in the river in those in those pictures. Might as well. I mean, they already said that people killed Capitol police officers when nobody killed a Capitol police officer. So you might as well say that. Right, but the, here you killed. Ha- it's a little bit different here because here we have images, and the administration is saying based on those images, mm-hmm. those men whipped and abused. The other people in the pictures. But the pictures clearly exonerate the Border Patrol. They clearly did not use those. They did not abuse anybody. So so that's why it's a little more unbelievable. We all saw this together. And the administration now is telling us, no, the opposite happened. Absolutely, the opposite happened. The administration is telling us, essentially, the 2004 World Series where the Red Sox swept St. Louis to win the World Series. No, the St. Louis won. And we're saying, what? No, no, we all saw that the Sox won. No, St. Louis won. Yeah, it's, it's over. St. Louis won, and we're upset about it, as a matter of fact, and things have to change. They're doing this. They're so out of ideas that they're trying to gaslight and just create something out of nowhere. I've never seen this to this level before ever in my life. I know politics should distort things, and there's double speaking in. And you spin for all you can, etc. But this, and now to actually condemn the Border Patrol officers down there? Mm-hmm. Is unbleeping believable. So let's go through a little bit of how we got here. Um, this is Joe Biden. Where is Joe Biden? 
There's all my crud. Did you lose so, your audience? No, no. Here's Biden. Here's the question, the full question and answer. Biden gets um, about about what happened at the border. Even actually just listen to the premise of the question because she doesn't say... Well, just listen. Mr. President, you said on the campaign trail that you were going to restore the moral standing of the U.S., that you were going to immediately end Trump's assault on the dignity of immigrant communities. Given what we saw at the border this week, have you failed in that promise? And this is happening under your watch. Do you take responsibility for the chaos that's unfolding? This seems like a total setup question to me, by the way. This seems like a question to say, okay, Yemiche, whoever it is, you're going to ask about the this thing that happened down there? Okay, mm-hmm. Um then we'll go to you first. And when she says, you talked about your that you were going to end Trump's assault on humanity, whatever. She didn't say, you said that you were going to end, as you put it, Trump's assault. She just said, as a given, it was Trump's assault on people at the border. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. So she sets it up for the president. Of course I take responsibility. I'm president. But it was horrible what to see, as you saw. To see people treated like they did. Horses barely running over people being strapped. It's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. They- now, that's incredible to ask a question about the overall border situation, the disaster, and for her, for him to then reframe the entire thing as an assault by Border Patrol whipping people and then saying, strapping people, sorry, making up a new verb. There's no such thing as strapping somebody. And then, and then saying to them, and those people will pay? Yeah, is I mean, the investigation even, over? Right. The investigation hasn't even happened yet. Not to mention, I mean, like pretty much everyone who's looked at the photos who's honest, including the people, by the way, who took the photos and took the video, have said that this didn't happen. Nobody was hit with anything. The people on horseback were not whipping people with reins or whips or anything else. I mean, like, this is just everybody has debunked this now. It's done there's no story here and the administration is still saying like systemic racism those people will pay we're going to punish them we're never going to use horses at the border again that's over like what are i mean what are they reacting to because everybody already told them that this didn't happen so pay for what they will be an investigation underway now and there will be consequences there will be consequences well the investigation is going to be there's going to be already we reached guilty already it's an embarrassment, but it's beyond an embarrassment. It's dangerous. It's wrong. So what he's doing here is this is why they took the question, obviously, which is obviously they knew it was coming, is he's just filling enough seconds here to gobble up the whole news cycle with his uh, incendiary rhetoric. Mm-hmm. He, so he knows that that'll be the entire, these news packages generally are two minutes or maybe three minutes, depending on if somebody's doing kind of a stand-up thingy. And uh, so... So he's going to gobble up a good 50 seconds of this with all this all this hyperbole mm-hmm. will be in there. It sends the wrong message around the world. It sends the wrong message at home. It's simply not who we are. Not who we are. No, so nobody really is buying this. Anybody who has bought this is either clinically insane, certainly, and I, as a psychiatrist I can say this, <laughs> or um, is somebody who's just a political opportunist who's looking to respin. But really... You've got to, this would be a tough one for me. If I were, I mean, you are in it to win it in such a level that you've, to be able to adequately sleep with yourself at night would be a tough one, especially since there's a victim involved, the Border Patrol people. Well, right. And like, so here's what I don't really get because 
this is, you know, I can see the political opportunism making sense if Trump is president. But how does it help to, like, attack Biden with this? Because, Bi- like, I mean, aren't don't they like Biden? What do you mean attack Biden? Like, how come the left is, like, attacking Biden? Like, how come they're asking him, like, if he takes responsibility? Yes, I take responsibility. Oh, they're pretending this to be tough on him. This that America's... No. Ri- no, I'm not saying they're being yeah. tough on him, but I mean, like, it does... Just like the Afghanistan thing, it seems, like, like not smart to me. Like, do you think this reflects well on you? I think that, that it's almost an unspoken compromise between the media and the White House is that they'll position it in a harsh way that shows they're really doing their job. They'll Biden will rhetorically, momentarily, for just a moment, take ownership. For just a moment, by saying, of course I own it. There you go, see? Well, yeah, something? same like and he did then, with Afghanistan. Well, and then, that, now that flag's planted, he can move on to the messaging they want. Mm-hmm. What we saw was horrific. The, the, the um, what, did he, what did they do to them? Strap them. The strapping that we saw. And they that's nearly not we, ran them over. You're right. They nearly ran them over, pushed them into the sea, and that's not who we are. That's not who we are, so we are et cetera, et cetera. It's just the same way as Obama, after Benghazi, said, you know, terrorism in any light is... He used the word terrorism. He put the flag that said terrorism in there. Mm-hmm. So that way, he could, when called on it later, say he said terrorism. Yeah. So when Romney called him on it and said, you're saying that this was the fault that a video caused this, Obama could say, no, no, I said terrorism. I said it, the word. The word is in there. If you do a little yeah. control search. And Biden search, can say, like, I took responsibility. Just like he could say, I took responsibility for Afghanistan in between blaming literally everybody else. Absolutely. But it still, like, happens on his watch. So, like, this is his border patrol. This is his border policy. And it's obviously a disaster. Like, clearly, I don't think anybody got whipped but like the fact that they're having to do crowd control on the border at all with horses or anything else it shows that his border policy is a failure from start to finish so he owns this regardless and nobody likes it the left Mm -hmm. doesn't like it because you're having images like this the right doesn't like it because i mean the latest headlines are that we've brought in now 10 to 12 thousand new people that were under that bridge and just in del rio we've brought in 10 to twelve thousand new people this is a town with a population of thirty thousand people so this is i mean like these people are unvetted they haven't been vaccinated they haven't been anything they have like you know what come back to court maybe or whatever dates and like then then they're just going to do that and then I mean, the Biden administration is going to turn around and say people need vaccine passports? Like, get get a life. What are we talking about right now? What are we doing here? How can you say that people need vaccine passports to go in a restaurant if, like, right. you're going to just let people wander into the country with no passport of any kind whatsoever? I mean, did... It's like the most hypocritical, insane thing. Nobody likes this border policy. So I can't imagine that the Biden administration wants more eyes on this mess right now. So I don't really understand why they're like trying to make a bigger deal of it now. Well, no, I think they're, they're trying to make the story, a border, the story about racism and try to get that, try to start a racist dialogue Donnybrook again. That way you get Sharpton down at the border. People are yelling at Sharpton is in the border. They totally heckled him the whole time. You know, that gives you another chance. If they can heckle him, mm-hmm. you know, maybe we've got another racist incident. They're hoping to rekindle the infernos for, of George Floyd. 
Of course, this administration, and you would think that, you know, that seems rather cynical. Well, flying F. They thought last year was great. By the way, thank you, by the way. I, I tweeted out that we were coming on live because we're live on Patreon right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, on Twitter, Live Dead Fan said, uh, ordered, will wear it. Pro- I- I'm in. Plus, I'm going to get a LGC shirt, too, before Corrado 86 is in a can. I know. You got to look out for him. So he says, ordered, will wear it proudly. Thank you, Live Dead Fan. Those of uh, others uh, who want to follow us on Patreon. Uh, we we appreciate it. Thank you so much. And uh, you guys who have been with us since the beginning, who don't want to and have better things to do with your what is it a month? It's uh well, it's five to get all the extra content. It's ten if you want to be in on the live streams. Oh, okay, okay. Those of you who don't want to do that, but who've been with us since the beginning, or just don't want to do that because you have better things to do with your five or ten bucks. I understand. Believe me, um, we appreciate you being here as well. So, um, this is so here's. <laughs> This is so. I love this now. I was at one point thinking last week of just joining the Taliban. I thought, you know what, this is enough of this, you know, and I could be lead their charge to make things more, more equitable for women and girls. You know. Yeah, that's important to them. I've heard. Yeah. Did you see the new the Taliban uh, statement that they just put out? The one about the executions and the removing hands, or a yes. different one? Yes. Oh, okay. New, that yes. One. Statement. It has been condemned by um, Ned Price. By the way, he condemned, who said, we don't like the fact that you're proudly going to be doing more torture and amputations of people who piss you off. But the Taliban has said they're going to. But that's fine. Everything's absolutely... Well, I don't know why they would disrespect us like that. We're a very respected superpower with a lot of allies that uh, very strongly back us when we condemn things. So I can't imagine why they think it's okay that they would... um, you know, not listen to us when we issue these strongly worded statements. They must not have heard about the historic airlift, you know? Yeah, we you did guys, a really historic airlift. Maybe they should sell, start selling t-shirts about the historic airlift. Give them to the Afghanis, uh, to the Taliban. A, okay, not the, don't give the phone number. So here's the, here's, <laughs> this is why this is so great. You know what? Give people the phone number to get so, I think there may be some kind of doctor on right now. Just yell at him. Um, so, so here, this is why this is so great. So last week, um, Alexander Mayorkas, who's the head of the Department of Homeland Security, kind of a mm-hmm. big job, he initially, this is he's such a perfect bureaucrat, he initially stood up for, um, for the Border Patrol, of course, because that's what you would do, and also because he's been down there, and what the Border Patrol were doing on their horses with their reins and the other stuff, was all really great. They did a great job, and they should be applauded. He didn't know last week that the administration was unbelievably going to create a new story out of the horses. So last week, he said nice things. He defended them. But then, he, a day later, just a day later, he condemned them. The, the horses and the Border Patrol people, etc. So uh, Peter Ducey asked him about that. Just to go back, please, uh, to the images of these mounted border patrol officers. You said on Saturday, or rather uh, on the 20th, to ensure control of the horse, long reins are used. The person who took these photos of the border patrol agents says, I've never seen them whip anyone. So why is the president out there today talking about people being strapped? So, so let me, let me, um, uh, let me correct uh, um, the statements in your question, if I may. It was on Friday. No, no, if, if, if I may. Um, uh, it was on Friday when I was, um, actually it was on Monday, I believe, um, when I was in Del Rio uh, on the ground. 
uh, and I made the statements uh, without having seen the images. I saw the images on the flight back, and I made the statement that I did with respect to what those images suggested. Images suggested. So mm -hmm. the first time, he didn't even see the images. So he defended without seeing anything at all. He didn't. So based on nothing, he had a strong defense. So then imagine having to be him when they tell him, you got to go out there and condemn it now. And he said, but, but I already defended him, <laughs> defended them. They said, no, you got to go out there and condemn it. So he has to condemn it. So now he has to explain to the press why he condemned it. I mean, defended them on day one and then later on day two to condemn. He's the new Rashad Walensky. Right. So now he's going to go out there and say, well, the first time I was completely irresponsible and not thorough because I didn't see any pictures. And the yeah. second time I saw the images and I saw the feeling that they expressed Mm -hmm. So after seeing, even though, so in other words, he's reacting to pictures now. Yeah, maybe Rather the first than, time he was speaking in his personal capacity and right. not as Homeland Security or right. whatever border guy he is. Right, but that's so great. He said, I saw the images and what they expressed. So he's not saying I saw the images and what they proved, but he just saw the, the feeling that the images emoted. They gave him a bad a bad feeling in his right. heart. They made him feel sad, so he had to then backtrack from right. the facts of the situation. So now, since the photography was misleading, the Border Patrol agents now have to be punished mm -hmm. for being photographed in a misleading way. Um, uh, the horses have long reins, and uh, the image in the photograph uh, that we all saw and that horrified the nation... But what the what? <laughs> it horrified the nation, honey. No, it horrified a bunch of um, blue check journalists and, you know, people on Twitter with little blue waves in their profiles who still tweet about how Trump is going to be in jail any minute. It horrified those people. It didn't and horrify that, everybody else. And Alice, what does that tell you? The, the, the inmates are running the asylum here and the administration, and they're pretending that they're not even charge in charge of their own departments, their own border policy, right? Like, you know, right? You, who's in charge of the border policy? It's like the meme with the guy in the hot dog suit trying to say we're all trying to find the person who did this. Like, this is your administration right, and but, your border and your policy and your agents. Right, You're the boss of them. But like, right now, but so Alice, as just existentially now, in reality now, who's in charge of the Biden border policy? Um, AOC and Cory Bush and... In a sense, but really, Twitter. Yeah, that's true, too. That's right. I mean... They're seeing what happens on Twitter. They're seeing all those woke people, like the big uh, influencers, like you just mentioned, and they're saying, oh my goodness, oh no. This is what, this is what yeah, happens when you... They don't you, want AOC to come crying at well, their cages at the border. Yes, this is what happens when you staff your staff with people 35 and under... Who have never lived anywhere but on the internet. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, oh my God, my Insta's blowing up right now. Serious questions about what, it, let me finish, uh, about what occurred. And of, as I stated quite clearly, it conjured up images of what has occurred in the past. It, conjuring up images uh, is not a foul. Doesn't that language reveal so much, too? Because conjuring is literally, like, that's religious language. That's language, like, you conjure up demons mm -hmm. or you conjure something up by, like, casting a spell and witchcraft, right? Like, and that's how they think that this stuff works. They think that if you conjure up racism 
in, you know, this sort of metaphysical sense by like the language that you use or the way something looks or like feelings hidden deep in your heart. If you conjure up the racism demons or the systemic oppression demons that like that's going to have real world impacts on real people in the real world. Like that's what they truly believe. So when they say conjure, I mean, like I know they're just using that word because it's a word and, Mm -hmm. you know, people use it. But I think the implications of it are deeper than they mean for them to be because I think that that's really true about how they look at the whole systemic racism thing is that they think these sort of amorphous concepts like racism just floating in the air you know if you Tom Shattuck walk around the world and like deep inside you you have some like bias that you haven't dealt with and stamped out from your heart that's gonna like prevent a black person somewhere from getting a mortgage they think that hmm you know, well, that would so explain that, some stuff. <laughs> but I also think that that if somebody like this guy might use conjure in a way because there's no way to attach the line of like reason goes nowhere mm-hmm. from the actual event uh, to this offense that they've taken. Well, yeah, but part of the like privilege magic religion, right, right is that. You know, if you have people on horseback that are doing things that look racist, that that can, in fact, actually hurt people, you know, out in America and other places. You know, like they think that that really is systemic racism and it really is actually hurting people in America right now that, you know, like if a photo is taken that shows that, you know, you could interpret as looking like a black person being whipped by a cowboy on horseback, that that like even though that didn't actually happen, that could actually hurt like black people in America right now. I mean, they think it can't. Because it conjures up so how systemic would it racism. People? Because they have to see that image. Knowing the history of systemic racism and slavery and everything else in this country, that image and it being out there and it splashed across the headlines. So like I'm going to argue as a progressive who believes this for a moment. Like, Imagine you're a person who has to deal with the legacy of systemic oppression every day and you have to walk by the Robert E. Lee statue and you have to like be around people that you know like have Confederate flags. And now all of a sudden, like splashed across every newspaper when you go into your local store is this photo of like what looks like cowboys beating black people with whips like uh, what does that do to you psychologically and impact you as you go around the world and try and deal with like a deeply racist country right like it does impact you so having these images out there that is dangerous like you can't have that it proves that we're a racist country but you know to have those sensitivities would that would be something that would have to be implanted in you Artificially, of course, through academia or wherever, it is nothing that anybody ever had until for a lot of people just last year, and there they were told that they're deeply hurt by mm-hmm. something. Yeah, no, I mean it's obviously this is like exactly the type of religion that only has power over you if you let it have power over you. It doesn't right. need to, but if you create this universe where this is your metaphysical belief system that you truly believe, and you think that it's hurting you when there's like. A picture that you imagine has something to do with slavery and black people being beaten, then, then yeah, then that can impact you because you've bought into this like whole psychological and metaphysical premise that it is hurting you. Let me let me finish. Uh, there is also <laughs> a question of how one uses the horse and how one interacts with individuals with the horse. 
Oh my God. Can you imagine this guy saying this with a straight face? There's also the question of how one uses the horse. Does he ride horses, per I don't know. <laughs> or how one, but I mean, you must use your horse in a non-conjuring way, if you didn't know that, by the way. That should be the Try first... Try not to conjure any racist spirits as you yes, wheel first around. first priority, by the way. Non-conjury, absolutely. That's just remarkable. Can you imagine this guy saying this with a straight face? But he's, he's got to. So we're going to... He... Just wait for it. Just wait for it. Trust me. He was. He talked today on Meet the Press. We're going to get to it in a moment. He's even more beautiful. And so I'm going to let the investigation run its course. I'm not going to interfere. Can you imagine the investigation running its course? Okay. And okay. Done. The investigation has really, and we all know, run its course. Right, because the investigation is woke people looking at some photos that the AP took. That's well, the no, whole no. investigation. No, but the real investigation. Oh, like yes. Dis- no, well, that I- investigation has them already guilty because it conjured. Right. But in real life, they're just, you know, it, the people inside the Border Patrol are really just looking at this thing. Yeah, no, there's did, did, no, nobody Do Border anybody. Patrol agents have a union? I should have looked this up. I think they do, yes. They, I would bet that they, they do. They ripped this guy. They did. Government workers do. Yes. With that investigation, the facts will be determined by the investigators, and then the results will be driven by the facts that are determined. And just to follow up, please, before the facts are in, is it helpful to your investigation for the President of the United States to use inflammatory language like people being strapped? Let me just be very clear and um, repeat what I've said. I am not concerned with respect to the integrity of the investigation. We know how to conduct an investigation with integrity. I served as 12 years as a federal prosecutor. There were a great deal of comments in many of the cases that I handled in the public sphere, and I know how to maintain the integrity of an investigation, and this investigation will have integrity. Absolutely. (laughs) Even though three days ago he was pro-Border Patrol, until Biden told him you're anti-border patrol, and now he's anti-border patrol. Look at the photos but again. The, but Look the investigation will be closer. absolutely above board. Absolutely. The fact that the White House Biden tells him somebody better be punished, it's not going to influence him at all that his boss says that. Right. Okay. So this is Mayorkas then jumped on. I like Mayorkas. I like him because he's a man caving in, him, in on himself. And there's a certain <laughs> humanity you're seeing. I think that he's the kind of guy who I who didn't see this coming. I maybe I'm being too nice to him, but I don't think he thought that this was that he's got to be this guy who's on record as this. This is you're making me be the guy who's going to lie because of my own incompetence. Mm-hmm. He's also the guy that after he does this probably will be taken out for a long walk. And that's it. All right, so here's him on. Well, let me play from the beginning that we just played the. Uh, since people are asking, um, here's the, uh, the 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 rap from Meet the Press. Democrats expressed horror over the images of agents on horseback chasing migrants and swinging leather reins. How much did they work on crafting that? What yeah, were they do doing, we- guys? What were they doing? Well, they're whipping. No, look at it again. No thing was whipped. Okay, um, were they strapping? Um, there's no such thing as that one, two, it doesn't look like it. So what do they have in their hands? Leather reins? Okay, we can leather work is, with that. Leather's good. Leather's good. Okay. What were they doing with them? Swinging them. <laughs> That's good. That's enough to conjure. Nation has witnessed over the last 48 hours 
some of the most horrific things that we've seen. This is abhorrent. It is outrageous. I'm pissed. Of course I take responsibility. I'm president. To see people treated like they did, horses barely running them over, people being strapped, it's outrageous. I promise you those people will pay. Oh, my goodness. So uh, who is the guy? Uh, no, who is the woman who said it was worse than slavery? Maxine Waters. Maxine Waters. Said it was she, worse than slavery. She said it was worse than slavery. I think, I think slavery was pretty bad. If that was worse than it, then I need to rethink everything I've learned. <laughs> okay. Well, that's why like the Democrats don't want anybody learning anything in school anymore. Right. Why they want to eliminate everything from the curriculum. Because if you actually know what slavery was, if you actually read some Frederick Douglass and you it hear was, about I think what it was slavery... Bad. I think it was worse than, you know... Th- a horse doing crowd control somewhat near you as you try and get into a country where you don't belong. I just And you could totally just go home and not be near the <laughs> horse at all. I they were think, swinging leather I don't, think, I don't think people are trying to get out of Africa and into slavery. I don't think that that was you uh, know, part of You're conjuring what people, again. I don't think that... So I don't think it was worse than slavery so this is mayorkas today this is just a couple hours ago on meet the press with chuck todd now chuck todd even though he gets destroyed on twitter every weekend because he has a republican on every weekend he it's it's a extremely progressive show he slams republicans through the whole show but he has one on usually a rhino to like just talk to see what the other side might be thinking (laughs) so they 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 left once i'm dead here's chuck todd with mayorkas Watch this delicate dance. I think the entire American public um, correctly and necessarily uh, were horrified by what the images suggested. They conjured (laughs) up uh, such a dark past. Now the images are suggesting. (laughs) See? Suggesting. Man with grocery bags in water near horse. I don't even know. Um, I don't even know. By the way, the beating was so bad that he never lost his grocery bags. I think they were food takeout bags. Yes, they were. Weirdly. I That's right. He because went the, out for takeout back across the river. Things were so awful for these guys. The, yes, these the Haitian things were so terrible that they were going back and forth at will. I can't. And even those guys didn't got away. They ran around the horses. Oh, yeah. A bunch of people were, like, getting around the horses and leaving. And by the way, like, what kind of standard is that for law enforcement? You have to not only, like... Already, there's so much pressure on, like, all kinds of cops, like, not just Border Patrol agents, right? Like, there's people running around suggesting you should be shooting people in the leg who are trying to kill Mm -hmm. you and stuff because, like, you have to not aim for a center of mass, which is, like, what's taught in every safety course ever. And there's, you know, just... They have this impossible standard of having to judge in a split second what people then spend months picking apart, how they do their jobs and everything else. But now not only do they not ha- do they have to like make these split second decisions the right way and have to think about the safety of the the suspect as well as all the bystanders and everything else, they also have to worry about not suggesting anything to anybody. Yes. <laughs> try That's not right. to, with your body language, suggest. Try well. not to... You know, try and look at where the camera is that's on you of the camera angle and just make sure that you don't, like, go in any kind of pose that might be interpreted well, the wrong way for that camera angle. Just, you know, try, try and think about how the shot is set up and how you look in right. it as you're trying not to suggest anything racist with what you're doing. Right. And, um, and now, of course, it's going to be... If you're in Border Patrol at all, and you're at all doing your job, you're conjuring up images of 
the famous horse strapping incident. So at all, even if you're just walking around in your Border Patrol uniform, yeah, you're conjuring and suggesting that you're about to strap somebody. Definitely don't like wear a cowboy hat. That's you know. No, that's I, don't, I can't believe that's allowed. So, anyway. <laughs> I mean, but like, but it does not just show that that's what they want. Is they want zero border enforcement. Oh, whatsoever. totally. Oh, totally. But anybody. So, I mean, like, I guess we should just abandon zero, all the border posts and like go home oh, yeah. because we can't really. They nobody want can enforcement. Do anything. Uh, uh, the wackos want no enforcement. And the cynical blowhard uh, lefties like Biden are, are just don't want to take a political hit. Right. They're just thinking of X's nose. And he and Pelosi are thinking, talking about how they can, you know, salvage the midterms. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think. The calculus they're thinking a little bit is, too, is that the people who are going to be upset that they're releasing tens of thousands of unvaccinated, unvetted, who knows what migrants into their communities, the people who are going to be upset about that already don't want to vote for Biden. But the people who are Biden voters and possibly uh, President Harris voters next go around that uh, those that. The people who are those voters, they care about not enforcing the border at all. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you don't want to lose those voters who have been crying about kids in cages for the last five years. And um, you want to make sure that you don't give them anything optically to be upset about because you want them to be able to say, you know, that the Republican is going to put kids back in cages. And we are not, which if there's a bunch of pictures of, you know, people being strapped and kids in cages and every, people hiding under bridges, <laughs> you know, like it just doesn't it's hard to make that case. Conjuring. So, so, you know, you. I guess you figure that, you know, if you just let everybody come to the U.S., the people who are going to be mad about that were going to be mad at you anyway. So you might as well make the people happy who want to abolish ICE and have no border enforcement whatsoever. All right. So let's get back to Mayorkas here. He is now slamming the Border Patrol on with Chuck Todd today uh, for conjuring and suggesting. That we have not entirely put behind us. Did President Biden go too far when he said those folks were going to pay? Are they guilty before uh, before they're an investigation? Oh, absolutely not. Uh, the investigation is independent. We know how to conduct an independent investigation. I think the president echoed the sentiments of the public in terms of what those images suggest. There is some Democrats in this town that thinks uh, CPB is a rogue agency. What would you say to that? I'm sure you've heard that privately. Oh, I don't. Uh, I couldn't disagree uh, uh, more vehemently. I- you hear this? So the, the the question, the question was, and my daughter's very smart. This is a genius, the young lady. <laughs> that is a great shakedown, Sally. Well done. She found a. My brother brought over a bunch of vintage like candy, the, mm-hmm. and she used. She knew they've known where it was all day, so she's used the moment in the middle of the podcast to yeah, ask. She us, walked in with the candy and like pointed at. Him, was said, like, "Can I have it?" Which is her way of extorting from us that she would hate. It would be unfortunate if she wasn't able to keep the peace with candy. So, mm-hmm. very excellent. So, so <laughs> Smart move, Sally. So now uh, Chuck Todd asked if the Border Patrol say, tells New Yorkers Dems hate the Border Patrol. It should it be rethought. Mm-hmm. I'm intensely and immensely uh, proud of the men and women of the U.S. Customs and Border Protection. In fact, in Del Rio, Texas, I saw them act heroically. You know what those images suggest? Wait a second. <laughs> so what happened here? So now he's now he's back. I said, they're heroes. I'm, I got their backs absolutely because he's scared to death now. He's got to go to an office. Now we're back to what those images suggest. So get ready. If I were in the hole, Border Patrol, you just got a pat in the head. This does not reflect who CBP is, 
who we are as a department nor who we are as a country. Now, the the Border Patrol... Well, and we're going to go with the same, like, all good cops want to get rid of the bad apples. So we're going to go with, you know, every all Border Patrol agents, you know, hated those images as much as everybody else. And they completely agree. Anyone who's not a bad apple would think that that was egregious and want the people punished. So if you look at it and you don't see a problem, then, uh, you know, the problem's with you. You are the issue. Right. The union said that they, you know, using horseback, use, that that is... That is a training that they get. Are they right? Oh, uh, uh, the horse patrol serves an incredibly important function. Horses not can tra- uh, traverse terrain mm-hmm. that might not otherwise sure. be covered. In fact, horses are often used to not only assess a situation, but to actually help people in distress. CBP personnel have saved many lives on horseback. So the- My goodness, well, <laughs> that's great. So why are we getting rid of right. that Right. Why were you telling them that they better be careful in the way they use their horses? Those images you think are uh, something that, uh, do you think those images uh, misconstrued their actions? Do you think that it's going to turn out their actions were actually on the up and up? The facts are going to be uh, adduced in the investigation. The investigation will determine the facts. It's an independent one run by the Office for Professional Responsibility. In fact, I directed that the leadership of that office uh, direct the investigation to ensure it's both integrity and quality. No innocent man uses adduced. Mm-hmm. By the way, and you know the facts are going to be right. Well, the facts are that nothing bad happened with the horses. So, right. so uh, you know, it'll be interesting. But, you know, the administration doesn't care. It doesn't. It's fine. This is just who they are now. And um, I don't know. That just blew, that just blew me away. Um, okay. So uh, do I want to get to Gottlieb? Or, uh, Michael Graham handed me something that I kind of want to get to, too. I don't. But I don't want to screw people to my Patreon. Um, uh, let me go. Okay. Here's a little bit of the uh, Got- Scott Gottlieb thing. Mm. And I'll I'll put Whitlock till later. Anyway, I'll have some of the stuff tomorrow if you guys are. Ryan get... on uh, Patreon, by the way, uh, says that Carano is still a whiny, nasally biatch. Oh my goodness! So there you have it. They are talking about Straight Matt Murchison the right there, yep. Ryan. That's a good way to get canceled. Murchison, Matt Murchison will be coming after you too. <laughs> Gotta look out. He's just he decides what merch is acceptable and what merch is not. He is the new Murchison. Um, okay, eight. Okay, let's go to um, let's go to the, the little. This is Scott Gottlieb. He used to run the CDC for the during um, Trump, and um, he talks a little bit about. He talks to Jessica Rosenthal of Fox News, who's actually asked a great question. And he asks, she essentially says, um, shouldn't the, shouldn't the um, CDC, shouldn't the CDC just learn to say, tell people when they don't know what the hell's going on in retrospect? Are the words, I don't know, um, really important here? Like, do we need to hear the words, I don't know, more often? from health officials and CDC officials, even in the event of a future pandemic. And I get I get that that health officials, when we're talking about a deadly virus, maybe don't want to utter those words because you don't want people to feel uncertain. I mean, it was the early days of the pandemic were scary and they still are for a lot of us. Um, but is is that something that we sort of need to reincorporate is the ability to say, look, we, we just simply don't know yet 
what to do or how to do this. We need to wait. Or do you know what I mean? Like, what's the answer if, if we're, what should we be relying upon if the data just wasn't there or the science just wasn't there yet? I love that she asked this question. It was a good Tom Shattuck-like question in, the, in that it was 76 seconds long. But I love that she asked the question because from the beginning – I've been just begging somebody to say, when you don't know, just say you don't know, rather than throw us something arbitrary because that erodes trust and eroded my faith from the beginning. And a lot of you guys listening, I know it eroded your faith too. We were just saying, mm-hmm. just tell us if you don't know, because you're saying something right now that seems wishy-washy to me right now. Look, I think you need, as a public health official, I think you need to have a healthy degree of humility um, when it comes to these kinds of issues and acknowledge what you know, what you don't know, and more importantly, the level of certainty you have around different judgments you're making. So when you're making advice to the public, when you're issuing advice to the public, you need to underlie that with the this, this scientific basis for the recommendation and how certain you are. So, for example, this six-foot distancing requirement, there was a lot of uncertainty about that, but that uncertainty wasn't communicated well. And that allows people to make individual decisions about which which pieces of guidance they're going to emphasize over others to try mm-hmm. to get the best protection in place for their families, for their communities. That's where I think it breaks down. There is a reluctance to um, assign probabilities and give an overall assessment of your level of certainty. There's, there's certain things in my view, you know, having been in, in a public health role that I think are important to do. One is what you said, talk about um, what you know, what you don't know, but more importantly, why you're why you're rendering a certain judgment what the basis is how certain are you how could it change what would change your mind what data are you waiting on and what are you doing to gather the information that will better inform and provide more certainty the other thing i learned to never say is don't panic the first thing people think when they hear the words don't panic is should i be panicking and and officials (laughs) repeatedly said in the setting of this crisis early on there's no need to panic um you know there's certain things you just in terms of speaking to the public in an honest, candid way that I think you don't do. And they were mistakes made early in this crisis that sapped uh, some of the confidence in the subsequent uh, advice and recommendations that came out. Damn straight. He's right about mm-hmm. that. He's right about that. And also there was an incredible, this, this Gottlieb has been very good to, to, to listen to. He's not, I don't love him, but I really like him. I think he's got a sweet spot sometimes where he says he speaks like people. Mm-hmm. And he's a good liaison for normal human beings in public health experts. Initially, CDC approached the White House with a recommendation that people should be 10 feet apart. The White House said, you know, we can't implement that. There's no way that we're going to be able to tell people to stay 10 feet apart. It's, it's impractical. People can't measure 10 feet. And so the compromise was around six feet. Now, imagine if that had leaked out at the time that the Trump White House was telling the CDC that 10 feet wasn't wasn't practical. People would have said, well, it's the political appointees interfering in the scientific process. But. He's right. If, right. if they had said 10 feet and Trump said, no, make it much smaller, people on the left would have said 50 feet. Yeah. And Godly, They would have said you have to be locked in your home you know, and yes. not see another human being for another a- 100 years. Absolutely. Now listen to what the fallout was. The bottom line was the mm. scientific process wasn't rigorous. It was arbitrary. CDC didn't have a good basis for the recommendation. That was a single, the six-foot requirement on distancing was the single costliest recommendation that CDC promulgated in the entire pandemic because it, it forced many schools to have to go to telelearning or hybrid models because they couldn't keep students six feet apart. It wasn't until the CDC relaxed the guidelines and said people can be three feet apart so long as they're wearing masks that many schools were able to open last spring. So the, the CDC didn't have the ability to operationalize the response, deploy testing at scale. To- and remember, both of those don't really account for the fact that this thing travels 
as aerosols anyway. Right. I mean, the whole thing was that the six feet didn't matter compared to three feet because it doesn't really matter that much at all right. anyway. Deploy vaccination sites at scale. They didn't have the ability to, to gather information and do real-time analytics. Their information models, the way they gathered information was outdated. They had these bespoke data field feeds where they modeled um, assumptions that they should have been able to tabulate. So, for example, when CDC early on in the crisis said there are 2,000 people hospitalized for COVID, this? they didn't know if there were 2,000 people hospitalized for COVID. What they were doing was sampling 1,000 out of the 6,000 hospitals in this country and arriving at a modeled estimate on how many people were hospitalized for COVID. But in a, in a pandemic that's moving across the country in stages, it, you can either oversample or undersample hospitalizations. And, and that's, in fact, what they did. They didn't get a good estimate of how many people were being hospitalized. You would think something like how many people are hospitalized on a daily basis is something that could be reliably tabulated, yet they were unable to do it. What we needed was a JSOC, wow. a Joint Special Operations Command for the, for the collection and dissemination of information to inform our decisions. What we had was the Harvard School of Public Health. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. So you had all these eggheads, the Harvard School of Public Health people, essentially, at the CDC, who said, we're, we're, we take the lead on this. Meanwhile, they didn't have the resources to take the lead. And that's why they're doing remotely spitballing, you know, using, you know, whatever theory they can to try to, you know, find out the number of hospitalizations. Mm-hmm. No, they're, yeah, they're doing like methods, you know, and when you do these statistical methods to estimate things, like you said, you can oversample or undersample. And it's the kind of thing that when you do studies, you like do the study as best you can and you get an answer. And then like maybe you find out afterwards that you like didn't have a great estimate and somebody else's study has a better estimate. And like then, you know, you learn this. That's what the scientific process is, is people publish studies and then sometimes they're not replicable and another study shows something else. So that's an okay method for like finding stuff out that's not urgent that you don't need to know right now but to take that result of like one study right now and like make a bunch of public health decisions based on it in real time is not a good way to run your public health policy because you know like you could have an accurate estimate from doing that but nobody's done it before so you don't really know how accurate it is to know how accurate it is you have to then you know Five years from now, compare it to like what the actual is, go through and actually look at the data and compare it, and then you'll know whether or not you were accurate, right. but you could have it wrong. You know, it's, it's really a problem, and I think that it speaks to sort of how much of this was... Um, you know, just ineptitude and bureaucracies moving slowly and hanging things up and causing problems rather than, you know, I think there's a lot of tendency to think of it as like this conspiracy to do that, that this was like all planned and put together. And I don't know how you can listen to an assessment like this from Scott Gottlieb and come away with the impression that it's anything other than just inept, dumb bureaucrats yes. making stupid decisions and panicking in the moment. Yep. You know, I don't I don't think that these people are capable of running a vast conspiracy. I just don't. Oh uh, yeah, no, I agree. And he says that. This is a great it's a, it's a it's on Fox, um the Fox News Radio uh podcast. Um it's really a great um it's with Jessica Rosenthal. It's really a great um um interview. And he goes into how the CDC is not made for this, et cetera. And, and they were also the, the, like you said, the emergency scared the hell out of them. I'm calling an audible, Alice. I can't let the non-Patreon people not hear Whitlock. We'll have, I have okay. other, I have other exclusive stuff for the Patreon people. A surprise that Graham gave me, Michael Graham gave me that I'll do. But you got to hear. And we have to break down um, 
Carano's claims to innocence. Oh yes, that's so right. So that that will be on on the Patreon okay. exclusive show also. Okay. Yes. Um, okay. Uh, obviously, we can say this right now. Much like the uh, investigation into the Border Patrol people, there is an investigation, a non-biased investigation. We know how to do investigations. I can tell you that. Uh, into Carano's tampering with uh, little Jerry Callahan, which has been rebuffed now for the time being. Time being, uh, I, let's not call him Carano anymore because I don't like that. I like to use it conjures Merch, up merchant. conjures up something uh, very negative <laughs> to me. We're going to tell. Yes, it is uh, Matt Murchison. Uh, he is in charge of all merch on the land. Uh, okay, so this is Jason Woodluck. Jason Woodluck, if you don't know, J- this is one of Jerry's favorite guys, and he's a great guy. He's a great guy, great thinker. Jason Woodluck is now with the Blazes uh, with the Blaze, and there's something called mm-hmm. Fearless. Anyway, he was on with Dave Rubin today, and. Um, Whitlock talks about if he were Roger Goodell. Ruben asked him today uh, if he were Roger Goodell, what what are some of the things he'd do? Because of course Goodell has been all Whitlock wants to save football because football is could still stand on its own. It's not owned by China yet. It's not owned by other markets. It's mm-hmm. still an American game. But Goodell, Whitlock's point is, and he's right, is that the fans who love it have gotten nothing but a kick in the gut now every year for the past few years. Mm-hmm. And now they've gone all woke, etc. And Whitlock is saying, this is BS. If I were uh, in charge of the NFL, I would do things differently. The difference between me and Roger Goodell is there's none of these idiots at ESPN. There's none of these idiots at the New York Times. None of them can out-talk me on race. They, they can't do it. <laughs> I, I've listened to them. I've re- handed yeah, Nicole yeah. Jones and the little stupid 1619 Project. I can go all day with these guys and, and crush them. Tanahisi Coast. That's why they're all cowards. They will not, these people, they won't come on and engage with people that disagree with them. They can stand toe to toe with them. They won't be mesmerized by their little word salads and will just keep it real. You couldn't, you get one of these black clowns or liberal clowns that go on TV and, and sit, oh my God, the police are, are, are uh, doing this and that. And I'm like, well, what hood have you been in? Because I can tell you where I came from. I can tell you where my daddy's business was in the hood. And we spent no time talking about, oh, my God, the police may kill me tonight. Oh, that's some bullshit. Oh, and I would dang. call I it out. I got that. So you can't run. You're a little suburban Ivy League Negro who speculating about what goes on in the hood. I actually lived there. I actually understand. I still got family there. It's not something I just go visit maybe at Thanksgiving or whatever. And so I would clown suit the media <laughs> and anybody else who challenged me on these issues. I'd be, I would still be writing a column as the commissioner of the NFL, and anybody that opened up their mouth and wanted to give me any lip, I'd just light them up in a column and explain to them, okay, deal with that. Uh, because I've seen, Dave, I've seen people. Okay, that's enough. I think that you get the point, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it, it is really good, too. I suggest people listen to that as well. Maybe I'll play the other part when i get the chance um so so that is uh that is that i just want to make sure you guys got to hear a little bit of that all right anything before we say goodbye to uh to uh the non-patreon folks on a sunday that was for football by the way that's why i got jason whitlock um yeah football sundays uh we have been very remiss actually with watching football um this football season so far you don't have to Make a football football conversation, Alice. You can just. If you have anything show related, you'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't just handing off to you. 
<laughs> no, I'm good. Thank you. I'm good. We're heading over to the Patreon show. Um, people who are live streaming on Patreon, just stay right there. That'll stay up and we'll finish up with you there. And um, if you are listening to the regular show, if you're a Patreon subscriber, you can head on over and listen to the bonus content over on Patreon. So we will see you over there, everybody. Other than that, you can check us out on Twitter, Facebook, BurnBarrelPodcast.com, BurnBarrelPodcast at gmail.com. You can buy little Jerry Callahan merchandise Ooh. for the moment. All those Say good things. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.